1: Well, you step inside, but
0: you don't see all right, for this episode, we're talking about dire straits, dire straits. On the line, I have Rob. Money for nothing. <laughs> ben. Check out Guitar George. And Kyle. Creole. Creole. Dire Straits is the debut studio album by the British rock band Dire Straits, released on the 7th of October, 1978, by Vertigo Records. It was produced by Muff Winwood, and the genre is rock and roll. And I'm going to read from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Irwin. Dire Straits' minimalist interpretation of pub rock had already crystallized by the time they released their eponymous debut. Driven by Mark Knopfler's spare, tasteful guitar lines and his husky warbling, the album is a set of bluesy rockers. And while the bar band mentality of pub rock is at the core of the Dire Straits, even the group's breakthrough single, Sultans of Swing, offered a lament for a neglected pub rock band, their music is already beyond the simple boogies and shuffles of their forefathers, occasionally dipping into jazz and country. Knopfler also shows an inclination towards Dylan-esque imagery, which enhances the smoky, low-key atmosphere of the album. While a few of the songs fall flat, the album is remarkably accomplished for a debut, and Dire Straits had difficulty surpassing it throughout their career. All right, what do we think of Dire Straits? Dire Straits?
2: It's a decent debut. Hmm. That's 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 my hot take. Decent debut.
0: Some hesitation, I I feel from this uh, Dire Straits album.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's <sighs> not without faults. Uh, there's definitely there's parts of it I really like, but parts of this album that are highlights to me are not necessarily the majority of the album. But the parts of it that are highlights, I really like. I I I, I like what. Knopfler's doing. I mm-hmm. like this band's interpretation and uh and like reimagination of pub rock. Uh mm-hmm. I hadn't really kind of thought about that until you were reading your write-up. And I like the direction this band's going. I just I guess it it's not a perfect record, but I think it's a decent debut.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way. It it started off and I thought, oh boy, here we go. It's gonna be a bluesy. Uh, as we've described before, dad rock band that I'm just not going to be. I'm familiar with Sultans of Swing and some of the other tracks down uh, to the Waterline, But I, I thought once we hit track two, Water of Love, I was like, I don't know if this is really going <laughs> to co- connect with uh, with this sort of like slide guitar. And, you know, it it wasn't bad. I, I found myself thinking this is actually pretty, uh pretty nice to listen to. There's a lot of things about it that I think I will. Uh, uh, I think I, I like a lot more bands that were probably inspired by the Dire Straits at this period, this pub rock uh, attitude. Obviously, I'm a. Th- I think everybody on here is probably more of a Thin Lizzy pub rock. Uh, oh yeah, a, a, a group, but for seeing a band like this. Or having this album, I thought, you know, it's okay. It's it, it doesn't. It's not as bland as some of those other uh, blues breakers albums that we've kind of complained about before. One thing I did want to mention, I did say to you guys, I was listening to the album with a like a tube headphone amp that sort of like warms everything up, uh, which I did the same for when we were talking about Steely Dan, and I totally understand why a lot of the older crowd is so obsessed with uh, listening to a lot of these records on on like tube amps uh, with older speakers because it has this, it produces this warmness on some of these records that are, it's a very clean sound, but it sounds very warm. Uh, How those clean Stratocasters sound. Yeah, it sounded amazing. It made it a lot better than, than I <laughs> could have imagined, I guess. It just when you hear a great production um, on some of these albums, it uh, it's quite it's quite a uh, quite amazing. Did Muff Winwood
2: produce? Like I I know Muff Winwood from his brother Steve, mm-hmm. and also I know that both Muff and Steve were in the Spencer Davis Group. But is this the first we've heard Muff's production, or no, has he done other no. stuff we've, we've no, listened to? No,
0: it is not. Because uh, as you might recall, I was uh, I mispronounced his name on an earlier uh, album and called him <laughs> Muff uh, Woodwind. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, what, do you,
2: what do you remember? What he did?
0: He did uh, what, what Sparks. He
2: oh no shit! Yeah. He did the Sparks oh! album. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Fuck yeah. Uh, but he's done, he's done other production stuff, uh, you know, things that you would have uh, recognized from Traffic to mot the Hoople. Um, yeah.
2: Cool. Well, he knows how to record a Fender
0: Stratocaster. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I find this, uh, I think that's one of the things that this album really has going for it is his playing, um, that sort of picking. Uh, of the Stratocaster, it's a, it's beautiful. I mean, it's, yeah. it's wonderful playing, and uh, it shines through.
2: I think that, you know, I, I know in, in our chat that we've got going on, uh, I think it was you, Rob, you mentioned you were getting some Clapton vibes, like uh, Stratocaster pickers, British Stratocaster pickers. But whereas when I listen to a Clapton song and I hear zero personality or style in the Mark Knopfler riffs and solos, I'm getting a lot of personality from them, especially uh, some more, some songs more than others, but it's almost like, uh, like I could, I could hear someone doing like a parody of like a Mark Knopfler style guitar riff or, or, or like if I, if I heard a riff that, if I heard a riff that was in the style of Mark Knopfler, I could, I could, it's like, oh, man, that sounds like, like a Dire Straits riff, which is not something I can always say for Clapton.
3: Yeah, we Sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of this had to do, uh, I believe they were inspired uh, partially by ZC Top and a lot of the sort of uh, Texas swing uh, bands that they had previously heard. I thought that was really cool because you... You, you kind of get that inspiration from those those different bands. Now I don't think they admitted it. Um, I don't know why, but uh, but people kind of put it together that they were they uh, had heard ZZ Top and were inspired.
2: Well, I'm sure we'll get to Brothers in Arms uh, because it'd be weird if we didn't. But I had heard on on Brothers in Arms specifically on Money for Nothing that Billy Gibbons was like a guitar consultant. Yeah to to get like next time you listen to money for nothing think of zz top it's it's a zz top riff oh yeah,
0: yeah. no absolutely absolutely yeah no 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 no. i
3: that, i'm okay fine yeah my my preferred uh my preferred dire straits is uh is that record um i like i like more pop oriented dire straits than uh than what they are giving me here and what, we're, what? they're giving me here isn't bad and and you're absolutely right not fleur actually has a uh he has a very distinct style and it the clapton vibes may have been me just projecting on like listen number one <laughs> so
2: no well like right now we're listening to setting uh, me up, up which i think was covered by clapton and then uh, an, another song on here, like Southbound again. I got heavy Clapton vibes from that one. And then I, I pulled up Lay Down Sally, and it's like the same song. <laughs> no. Which also, like, I think Lay Down Sally even also came out either 78 or 77. So definitely Clapton vibes going on.
1: When I first started this record, like I had never heard this record. I heard Brother in Arms, you know, I grew up with it. My parents had it. Um, but yeah, clapped in when I very first put this album on. It sounds like a lethal weapon soundtrack, like <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know. Um, and then like the second song, Water of Love, like it's fine, but the I hated the title. Like, <laughs> I just reminded me of like, uh, Can I Borrow a Feeling by Kirk <laughs> Van Houten? Yeah, Sultan Swing <laughs> is like a masterpiece.
2: Oh, I love that. I mean, song. That's,
1: Anytime that song comes on, like on rock radio, when you're driving somewhere, I just get so pumped because you know the next five and a half minutes is just going to be awesome. You got this <laughs> drum, super clean, beautiful guitar. Um, I like, yeah, I like this record. After the first couple tracks, I think it gets really good. Um, in the and okay, the song in the gallery solo and it from 3:03 to 3:08 is insane. Oh yeah? I don't yeah. I, I don't know if you guys can punch <laughs> it up, but it's he does the thing that's just wild. Um and it really stuck out to me, obviously. So yeah, I like this record a lot. Six million copies.
0: Oh yeah. So <laughs> many copies. I mean, this thing t- blew up.
2: It took five months for Sultans a Swing to become a hit in the US
1: after its release. <sighs> that surprises me.
2: Right? Like, it's, like That song. I don't remember the first time I listened to that song, but probably because the first time I listened to that song, it just sounded like a classic song I'd known my whole life. You know?
1: One blade breaking my heart, one blade turning.
3: I noticed uh, I noticed uh, a thing on uh, six blade knife. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you guys got it, it. Yeah, is it
0: every it, Robert Rodriguez movie ever? It's in um, this product.
3: Yeah, no. I, I was uh, I was gonna say it's one more blade than the magical five pointed glaive, which is the only weapon Prince Colwyn can use to defeat the beast from the planet Kroll. It's true.
2: <laughs>
3: I kept on thinking, <laughs> Kyle, your eyeballs rolled almost <laughs> in a full circle <laughs> in your head. <laughs>
1: like i was like i hope this doesn't end with the word crawl <laughs> right at the end
3: but i like that um i like sultan's a swing and uh, wild west end i really really liked i thought that was a great song um i know i like that one a lot too it's really
2: great. nice cuz that that, so.
3: that one actually felt like it, it felt like there was an identity to the band at that particular point i don't know if anyone else got that Just the vocal delivery and the there's the chord structure itself. Like it, it actually felt like a, I don't know. It jumped away from the basic rock and roll format a little bit, but, mm-hmm. uh, or at least, or maybe it was just that like, it was everything else is so very similar that this was the thing that was like, Oh, Oh, there, there's another, I don't know. I like that song a lot,
2: man. Six blade knife. I, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't printed out the lyrics and read along, but what's it? So like a little like Swiss army knife. It seems like if you're if you're working with that phrasing and rhyme structure, wouldn't you just say switchblade knife? Like why six blade knife? I don't get it.
1: Specialized knives, because like one like slices his heart in half, right? The other does something
0: different.
2: Oh, okay. See, I didn't listen. I I need to read the lyrics, I think.
0: About precision. It's about precision.
2: The precision of a Swiss Army
0: knife. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, this this album blew up. I mean, they, they from the from the start, Sultans of Swing. Uh, in this, they're one of the world's best-selling musical artists of all time. Album su- sales of over a hundred million. <laughs> you say
2: one of the one of the best world-selling at all of all time?
0: Yeah, like uh,
2: top ten, top twenty. Like, what are you talking
0: about? Um. Well, I can tell you that they're definitely on the UK top ten.
1: Really, of,
0: of uh, how many weeks they've spent on on the UK top ten? So, really? according to Guinness Book, uh, Dire Straits have spent over one thousand one hundred weeks on the UK albums charts. They're number five on that that uh, that chart. Do you want to take a guess at who might also be on that chart? Elton John. Correct. Elton John is number nine.
2: The Beatles.
0: Uh, the Beatles are number two. The, the Eagles. E- nope. Eagles did not make it. Now this is UK top ten. A liar? No.
3: <laughs> <Get> Gary Glitter.
0: <laughs> no. There's some others that are pretty pretty obvious. If you stones. Uh, no, actually the Stones aren't on here. That's a surprise. Stone Roses. No. Take a couple Abba. more. No. <laughs> good guess, though. All right, I'm done playing. <laughs> Just tell <only. laughs> me. Squeeze? Nope. <laughs> Ten wish. is Michael Jackson. Eight, uh, yes. eight is David Bowie. Seven, Madonna. Six, Simon and Garfunkel. Dire Straits is five. Four is U2. Hmm. Three is Presley, hmm. Elvis Presley. And number one is Queen.
2: No, oh, sure. good on him. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Queen. With...
0: One thousand and three hundred and twenty-two weeks on the UK top ten.
2: Man, good job, Queen, and also good job, British record buyers.
0: Yeah, I was I was blown away though with all those other people: Madonna, David Bowie, Queen, The Beatles, Dire Straits, number five. That just is that's wild, unbelievable to me. I just didn't think that you know.
2: Also, you know, weeks weeks on the album charts is. The, is what you were reading. Yeah. So to to get really to to be able to maximize yourself on that uh, on that list, have having a full career of very high selling albums like say Madonna or U two or mm-hmm. Elton John, and this might be just be the American in me. So Dire Straits, we've got Dire Straits, we've got Brothers in Arms. We'll, we'll, uh, are are there other ones like those are that, that at least covers all the hits i know
0: that's pretty much it for me that i know so yeah. either so this album and i guess brothers in arms was just on there for years
2: it was probably walk of life it was probably just everyone's always listening to walk of life
0: <laughs> that's what they do in the uk <laughs> it's just constantly on I'd like to be I listening mean, to walk of life right now uh, I, I do not like that song <laughs> We're, that have you seen about that that, uh, that internet
2: project where yeah, uh, not, someone
0: just not a fan of that either <laughs> oh
2: it's it's perfect end credits music it's like it was like it was made in a lab to be the end credits for your movie <laughs>
3: I really like the shining one that was fun. <laughs>
0: Uh, I did think it was interesting that they didn't initially, uh, they didn't have like a label or anything. They just went to a a friend, DJ, Charlie Gillett, and just said, hey, what do you think of these demos? And he liked him so much they played him on his radio show and then people started requesting Sultans of Swing. And before you know it, you know, uh, they're calling them up asking for a record contract. At that time, too, they uh had them uh playing with uh the talking heads.
2: <laughs> I mean I'd I'd go to that show.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. I just thought it was uh interesting. In 1978, you know, uh Dire Straits tour uh, toured opening act for the talking heads. Crazy. That's awesome. I want to bootleg.
2: And we're listening to Saltons the Swing right now, and it's just such a good song. Yeah. I, I, I love I love the song musically, you know, just that riff and that that specific chord progression. It just got a, a hook right on my brain.
0: Uh, can I say something that might possibly ruin this song for you? I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh. The Sultan's of Swing actually sucked. This sounds kind of like a Grateful Dead song.
2: Uh. Isn't it? It's jazzier than the dead, though, right? It's true. But
0: just think of Touch
2: of Grey. Yeah. I think that this song's better than Touch of Grey, but I like Touch of Grey. Touch of Grey
1: came uh, out after this. Yeah, that was yeah like
3: three. Absolutely. I love Touch of Grey.
2: <laughs> I think I would actually <laughs> listen to Touch
0: of Grey over this song.
2: Oh man. <laughs> Touch yeah. of Grey's a great song, but
0: No, i like Better than Saltons a Swing. Yeah, Sultan's a Swing.
2: dude did you I, I I I know Rob did. Did you guys get a chance to listen to the isolated guitar track of, of Mark Knopfler's strat for Sultans? It's it's like so much more of the song than you realize it is. Cause he's playing rhythm and lead. It's like 70% of what, of what you know of Sultan's A Swing. It's just his guitar track. Like you listen to it and it just sounds like the full song. It's, it's wow. crazy. And every one of those riffs, you know, he's playing rhythm and then he'll always like leave to do like a little lick. He doesn't repeat a lick. Like each lick is unique.
0: Yeah. He's really it's crazy. The, I mean, I feel like he's the band, right? There's- oh, yeah. It should- Don't tell his brother
2: Dave or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: said the band along with Eric Clapton, Phil Collins and Steve Winwood, became one of the leaders of a group of self-consciously mature veteran rock and rollers in the late 80s that designed their music to appeal to aging baby boomers.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, they did it. Good
3: job. (laughs) They did it. Lord knows the me generation needed more things. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> they need more things. Also, I thought it was really interesting that he uh, wrote a "Private Dancer." Oh, I had know no that. idea. He, and he gave it to Tina mm. Turner for her comeback album of the same name. It's a good song.
2: Now I can. Now I'm just trying to think. Uh, now I'm just thinking of that song sung in a uh, in Knopfler's voice. I think just some some of those British singers don't have British accents when they sing, unlike the Kinks. Who sound very British when they sing, or say like "pulp"? That also sounds very British. Dire Straits, or Mark Knopfler specifically, he's putting on He 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 sings with an American affectation.
0: Yeah, he's actually uh, was born in uh, Glasgow. Oh wow, Scotland. I, I get the Dylanisms
2: that uh, that people are drawing connections as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of that later came because he produced a a Dylan album. Um, but I do do find that uh, he does have a bit of the slurred uh, singing style, I guess, of, of mm-hmm. Dylan. He kind of puts those world words together and he has a bit of the uh, stream of conscious. Mm-hmm. He's like telling a story, but it's also uh, not, not quite a, a standard A, B, A, B, uh, for, uh, the, the lyrics. Cool. Uh, what do we, what do we think? What do you think of it, Kyle?
1: You know, if you were like going fishing or something. <laughs> <for the song.
0: laughs> yeah. Is that a neutral positive? I'd say, uh, you
1: know, neutral. I, if you like Sultans of Swing, you'll like at least half this record, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. That's a good, uh, yeah, that's a good observation for sure. We
3: think uh, that. once again, I'm a, a neutral. There's nothing nothing blowing my hair back on this. And like I said, like my preferred dire straits is uh coming up in the eighties. So, you know, it mm-hmm. it's cool to have a little more like reference to the whole Sultans of Swing era, but not something I'll revisit. Yeah. Uh
2: yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go neutral on this one. Uh I think Sultans of Swing is a fantastic song. And there's other songs on this album that I dig. I liked Down to the Wa- down to the Waterline. I liked Wild West End. But the bulk of this album, though, I didn't necessarily dislike. Uh, I don't know if I'll be revisiting that much. Uh, I don't know how much I would recommend it. But definitely some really cool songs on it. Definitely really cool guitar playing on this record for that specific style of just like very clean Fender Stratocaster riffage. Uh, neutral for
0: me. Yeah. You make a good point. I was thinking positive, neutral, you know, and kind of thinking about what I recommend it. Would I go back and revisit? And probably, probably not so much. So yeah, I might just stick with the neutral. Um, that Everyone's kind of feeling here. I do agree with that, that guitar though. If you're a guitar head or if you're really into solos and soloing and Clean playing. I mean, this is this is it. It doesn't get much cleaner uh, than than his uh, finger picking Stratocaster. Sounds so. Uh, it just has a certain sound that I think a lot of people would like to replicate um, on their albums. So it's very cool. Uh, this was a famous person's favorite rock group guess who uh is princess die's favorite rock oh no shit
2: that's (laughs) that 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 checks out just right era for her coming of age and shit that's cool i like it i like that That story interesting we're listening Uh, to in the
1: gallery right now this guitar solo quite good
2: has the part the three seconds come up yet that you were talking about kyle
1: I believe the part is passed. I'm not sure where we're All at. Right, well,
2: I'll, I'll revisit it on my on my own.
1: 303 to 308, Ben.
2: I'm writing it down. 303 to 308. All right. It will be revisited. Headphones on. I've got headphones
1: on.
0: Play it loud. All right. Next time, we'll be talking about The Saints, Eternally Yours. Thanks, y'all. All right. Adios, guys.
2: All right. Yeah. See y'all. i getting out of here.